This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. We thank you for tuning in to the Warning Radio program. And many of you are aware by now that our YouTube channel has been taken down by the censors at Google. We are pleased to announce that we have a Rumble channel on Rumble.com. Dr. Hansen's channel is called Warning TV Dr. Jonathan Hansen. That is Warning TV hyphen Dr. Jonathan Hansen. On Rumble, you share videos by clicking on the embed button below and right of the viewing window. When you click embed, you'll be given the choice of a direct viewing link, an embed link, or a monetized embed link. If you're using various social media platforms, have a blog, or even your own personal website, and you would like to embed Dr. Hansen's television program on those platforms, we ask you to consider the monetized embed link. The more our programs get viewed as a monetized piece of media, WMI can earn support. And another way to increase viewership on these warning television programs is click on the plus sign below and left of the viewing window where it says Rumbles. That will increase the possibility of our videos being distributed far and wide. Today, Rev. Dr. E.J. Buckhart will be continuing his message, The Call, Mark, and Cost of the Disciples, Part 2. As Dr. Hansen is by the side of his youngest daughter, Melita, who is in a hospital intensive care unit. We ask that you lift up Malita and Dr. Hansen in your prayers. Malita's healing and recovery could be extensive, but with enough prayer support, it can be greatly shortened or miracles can happen. So do kindly keep Malita and Dr. Hansen in prayer. Now we will continue where Dr. Buckhart left off yesterday, the call, mark, and cost of the disciples. The eye of the needle was the gateway into the holy city. Those were eyes of the needle. So if the camel could go through it, if he'd kneel down, but if he's got a big backpack on him, carrying all the goods and stuff that, that people want, he couldn't make it through the gate. It's harder for a camel to get through the eye of the needle for a rich man to get into heaven because you've got all that baggage on top and that'll keep you from going through that little gate. That's the problem with wealth. There's no problem with wealth. There's no problem with money. Money answers all things. See that? Watch all the corruption that takes place. It's all bought off. They use money to buy people off. I don't know if I should say this one, but I know the government went to certain pastors of huge churches, and they took Romans 13.1, 
says, you must obey the authority of government. So they said, now, when we go through, when we go through, when we have problems where the, the church is going to come against the government, you teach them your scripture. They have to obey what the government says. That actually happened. So they do. I'm not going to finish the rest of this, but I'll go to this point that we all need to give glory to God. The whole worship was to give glory to God. And I want to end with faith. And I'm going to give some examples from my personal life about what is faith. There's books written. I don't know how many thousands and millions of books have probably been written on faith. But faith, when you can give a personal example, means a little bit more to you than what you read in a book. But go to Mark eleven twelve, And on the morrow, when they were come to Bethany, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. And seeing a fig tree, fig tree afar off, and leaving, having leaves, now there's a healthy tree, okay, it had nice beautiful green leaves, he came, and happily he might find something therein to eat. And when he had came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time the figs was not ripe. It wasn't the time for the figs to be there. But Jesus says, and he answered them, he says, Now no man eat of this tree hereafter forever. He cursed the tree. But he knew it wasn't the season for the tree to have figs. Was Jesus angry at the tree because it was out of season? I don't think so. I don't think so. He was hungry. And when you're hungry, sometimes you, you say and do things. But Jesus knew what he was doing. And if you go over just a little bit farther, verse 20. And in the morning, the next day, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. What Jesus said to that tree came about. Be cautious if Jesus says something to you, it will come about. And Peter called, remembering, saying to him, Master, behold, the fig tree that thou cursest is withered away. Now Jesus is going to use this as an example. Okay? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. Or there's another translation that says, have the faith of God. Now, this is just my thoughts here, okay? I think there's a difference between having faith in God and having faith of God. Having God's faith, if you have God's faith, verily I say unto you that whoever shall say unto this mountain, thou be moved, and thou cast in the sea, and shall not doubt it in your heart, believeth that those things will come to pass. In other words, God's faith can move a mountain. Now, we can have faith in God and maybe not move a mountain. But if we have God's faith, we can move a mountain. Yes, the Lord says you can move a mountain if you have that faith. I don't think there's anybody in here right now probably has a faith to go out there and tell a mountaineer to get lost. <laughs> you know? But if you have the faith of God and there's a reason for that mountain to be moved... It will be moved. It will be moved. Now, faith. And I'll close with this. Faith, belief. As a pilot, we fly through clouds. And you cannot see except clouds. You can't see the ground. You can't see the mountains in front of the airplane if you're too low. You can't see anything. If it's foggy, you can't even see the ground to land the airplane. 
How do we get through all that? By faith in believing your instruments. How do we get through life? Faith believing in the word of God. And by the way, we usually have two sets of instruments. God has a lot of scripture. He just doesn't have one line of scripture. He's a lot of scriptures. So if one doesn't make sense to you, trust the other one. Okay? But you've got to try because your body, you'll go all kind, you'll go upside down, inside out if you lose your sense of balance. You've got to believe that instrument, what it's telling you. All the details of it, the, the down to the bottom thing, your airspeed, your altitude, your attitude, you have to have faith in that instrument. And if you don't have that faith in the instrument, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be in trouble. You're going to be in trouble. We have to have that same type of faith in the Bible. Trust it totally. It will see you through. I remember one time, we were flying along. I was, uh, I was, was I the co-pilot? I think it was called. Captain was flying. It was a co-pilot. You know, I was a co-pilot. And he decided to shut the autopilot off because he wanted to do some trimming of the airplane. We're at altitude. And all of a sudden, he starts turning the airplane. I said, what are you doing? I'm keeping the airplane level. I said, no, you're in a turn. Level off. And he kind of, he kind of started to get back. And so he reached over and slapped up in the autopilot and he brought it back like this and we continued ahead. What had happened? There was an airplane, and I saw it. The airplane come over. It came over above us and left a vapor trail, right? And when he was sitting there hand flying, not looking at the instruments right now, he caught that in his eye. And so he was inverted. He was in a turn. So he turned a level off to match that angle of a jet stream. That's called vertigo. And this is why I say you have to believe your instruments, even when you're, you know, in trouble. I had a student I was training, and we're doing instrument flying. He's underneath the hood. And we're climbing out. He kept leveling off. Climbing out. He kept leveling off. I says, keep climbing. He says, I am. I've never seen a student get vertical, vertigo. I mean, this way, everybody gets this one. But to get this one, he kept leveling off. He had vertigo. And so we had a little lesson on believing your instruments, believing in the Word of God. You have to believe in your instruments. And the other one I'll finish with, most likely, is 747-400. I'm coming out of, uh, what city is it, in, in Japan, on the other side of Tokyo. Huh? No, no, that's, that's Tokyo. Uh, anyway, we're up at altitude. We've leveled off at about uh, 30,000, 28,000 feet because we're still heavy. We've got uh, like a 12-hour flight, a 10-hour flight, 10-and-a-half-hour flight. And a flight attendant comes up and says, Pastor sees flame, or the, the pilot sees, or the passenger sees flames coming out of your number two, number three engine. I uh, says, okay, the other captain co-pilot already got back to the bunk to go to the bunk to sleep because they're going to fly the last half of the trip. And so co-pilot says, let me go back and take a look. My instruments are wonderful. Everything is fine. There's no problem whatsoever. No high temperatures and everything's working fine and running smooth as a kitten. So he goes back there and he sees this thing. <laughs> Sparks coming off the engine. I thank God for this co-pilot because he remembers that they use a certain compound to seal certain things in the engine and that sometimes will flake off. With the sun setting behind us, looks as if flames were coming out of the engine. And he came back and we'd already called the company and said, you know, we, got a, we may have a problem. We, people are complaining we got sparks coming out of an engine. 
So they wanted me to land in Tokyo, and the co-pilot told me about that. And I said, you know what? I have to dump a heck of a lot of fuel. I said, why don't we continue on for another hour and a half and just see what takes place? And so we did. And the company says, okay. I said, there's no problem. I said, we'll just turn around, shut the engine down, we'll go back and land in Tokyo. No big deal. And so they agreed to it. And anyway, because uh, I hadn't, I would have had to go around back. But anyway, and, and actually the sunset, it all quieted down. And we flew all the way back to, to Detroit, landed the airplane safely, and everything was fine. But I, the reason I say that is because we, we looked at the instruments. Everything was fine. No lower oil pressure light, no yellow lights, no red lights, no sirens going off. But you believe your instruments before you make a critical decision on what you want to do. Believe the Word of God before you make a decision that may go against the Word of God. We have so much abominations taking place in our society today. And America has pushed this around the world. Abortion, same-sex marriage. A lot of companies that don't even believe in God or believe in Jesus say this is wrong. But the church in America has accepted some of Some of the churches are accepting it. And even non-Christians sometimes know this is wrong. This is totally wrong. Repentance. And this is the message the pastor is preaching and others, good men of God. We need the church to repent. We need the pastors to wake up. We need people in the congregation to hold their pastors responsible and saying, Hey, pastor, I don't think you're really teaching what the scripture says. And either you go start teaching scripture or his pastor says, Leave that church. Don't leave Jesus. Don't leave God. But leave the physical church. Find a church that teaches the truth so that you will not be held responsible for doing something which would be an abomination to the Lord. There's too many in the church that start to believe the things of the world and will do things out of convenience that are not scripture. At Cedar Park, we had a repentance on abortion. I could not believe the number of women who had abortions as young teenagers and their parents did not know about it. And if and they were taught they were taught that this was wrong as a Christian doc, doctrine. You don't do this. They were taught that. Yet we do things that we're taught not to do. That's why we need repentance. And I thank the Lord that because I've done some things that should not have been done, but I repented, the Lord forgave me, and I'm here today. And he's seeing me through not losing my eye. The Lord is with us. But we need to have that clean heart. Now, the hardest thing for a pastor to do is to go before his congregation and repent for something that took place. But, They'll stand up there and say, Lord, if you've done this, get up here on your knees and repent so you can be forgiven by the Lord. And many people come forward. But the holy men of God say, oh, I don't want people to know who I am. I don't want people to know this. Until the Lord says, I'm going to expose you and you will have to repent. But unfortunately, once you pay, once you do something, you pay a price. There's a price to pay in this life for your sins. There is a price to pay. So try your best not to cause that sin to take over your life. It's a lot easier to speak it than to do it. And I think in Melita's case right now, we need to pray for her strength to ask the Lord to forgive her 
for what she's done. She knows what forgiveness is all about, but right now she's not in a position to do so because of her of the you know, she's under sedation. But once she does that, and and we got others in here that says they know Jesus. I love Jesus. I know Jesus, but they're living in fortification or some other type of addiction or whatever the case may be, and they're refusing to admit it because they love the Lord. Well, what gospel are they reading? What message is being taught to them? I know if you've been in this ministry very long, and you've been doing that, pastor's been in your face, which is what his job is to do, to preach, to teach, and call people to repentance. Because that's the only way you can enter. Because the Lord says it, unless you do that, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of God. I don't know if the little talk I did about faith as a pilot means anything to you, but it did. It does to me. And uh, I've learned too many times, believe those stupid instruments. I call them stupid sometimes because they're just man's made. But uh, I think I told this one too. I was flying co-pilot in a brand new 757 computerized piece of equipment. Electronics to navigation. Wonderful piece of equipment. And I don't know why I could do without now. In the old ways, it's tough. But we were flying along. Captain was flying. A very, very powerful Christian captain, too. We were flying along. and All of a sudden, red lights came on. Insufficient fuel. Now, that's not something a pilot likes to see. Because that means you're going to be shutting down. And you're going to have to land that airplane Maybe tonight's this place you want to land it because you have no fuel. But the fuel tanks were all full. Yes, so much said they were all full. But this new electronic navigation says insufficient fuel. Only on my side. Not on the captain's side. His is all normal. Mine said insufficient fuel. And all of a sudden, look, you see this line. You're supposed to follow this line, okay? It goes like this. It had it changed from a north latitude to a south latitude. You know, latitude is what determines your GPS readings, latitude and longitude. And it had turned it from north to south. We were headed for Australia. Well, we only got a six and a half hours of fuel. Australia would probably been about uh, 13 hours of fuel, 15 hours of fuel. Believe your instruments, captain's instruments. Mine had screwed up, but his was working fine. Everything else is working fine. I reached up, took the circuit breaker, pulled the circuit breaker, pushed the circuit breaker back in, reset the things, and never had it happen again in my life. It was just a freak thing. Why it happened, we have no clue. But you've got to learn to believe the truth. You've got to believe the Word of God. Lord, we just want to thank you so much for your Word, Lord. And we want to be able to give you all the glory, Lord. For you are totally worthy as you see us through. You've done it in the past, and you're going to see us through in the future. But we need to stand strong. Worship you, give you praise, give you honor, and give you glory. And let us never, never come into unbelief, but to stand on your word and your truth. That you will see us through, and we can give you all the honor and the glory. Be with us today, Lord. Be with Pastor, Lord. Be with Adelia, Lord. Be with Melita, especially Melita, Lord. As we prayed before, Lord, beautiful prayers to touch her, Lord. Give Pastor peace, Adelia peace, knowing that you are going to see her through. And we give you the praise and the honor and the glory on this side of the Red Sea. 
And Lord, as a human being, and he's even David to pray, Lord, can't you hurry this thing up and get me through this? Do I have to have the long and wait and patience, Lord? But we know that you know when and where and how and why. So give us the patience. Patience is a virtue. Give us the patience to see us through all of our difficulties. Standing on you, Lord, that you will see us through. We give you thanks. We give you praise. We give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Thank you, Pastor Tom Eisenhart, for ministering unto us with the song, Breathe. We thank you for listening to the Warning Radio Program. And once again, please remember Melita and Dr. Jonathan Hansen in prayer, as Melita needs a miracle, healing, and recovery. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.